My name is Michael Markarian and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. You're listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show Season 1. Keep an eye out for Season 2 coming soon. Now with today's show. Hello and good morning. Welcome back to the Sustainable Packaging Show. I'm Mike Markarian, and today we're going to talk about cleaner recycling. What does that even mean? Uh, During the last episode, if you didn't listen to it, we were talking about recycling and some of the challenges of recycling and we started to get into, okay, putting my phone on silent. We were getting into uh, the difference between recycling in the past, which is multi-stream versus single stream. And maybe the fact of the matter is that recycling is not broken. I mean, part of it's broken and part of it needs fixing. And part of it is consumers aren't recycling, right? That stat that 80 to 90% of all recyclable plastics don't get recycled. So part of it's the consumer issue, but I'm saying I think part of the future has recycling in it. So what does cleaner recycling look like? You have single stream, which it used to be, you know, you'd separate your your board and your plastic and you'd separate everything out into different bins. Ma- mainly, um, I remember growing up, there was one for, there was paper and then there seemed to be, um, I believe it was plastics or, or plastics and tins together. But now it's just kind of throw it all in one, and that is more convenient. Just to recap, that's more convenient for the consumer, and the idea must have been that that will increase recycling rates and participation. You know, people are just going to throw it in there, and they can kind of be a little bit lazy and still get away with it. Well, the downside was that the recycling streams, the the material on the other end is much less usable. So what does cleaner recycling look like? I want to draw a distinction first between recycling and reusable packaging. You see a resurgence, and it's actually quite exciting, of what, what's known as the milkman model, where the packaging is actually reused. So the container itself is used. It is then returned, at which point the same container is sterilized, and then it is refilled and reused again. So that's really a sustainable option, but it requires quite a bit of infrastructure. Um, and there's some companies. One is Loop, has become quite popular lately. Um, let me get their website for you. Loop Sustainable. Okay. So loopstore.com. Go to loopstore.com um, and you'll see some different products that use the loop. Um, methodology, loopstore.com. Your favorite brands are now waste-free. So pretty cool stuff. Um, And these guys are definitely, they get a lot of press and I think they're doing some good stuff. Frankly, I need to look more into them um, and see what they're doing, but I want to mention them anyways. So um, that is reusable. You're sterilizing and reusing, but versus recycling. If you've ever gone to a recycling plant, sorry if I'm lingering a little bit, haven't had my coffee yet today. 
if you go to a recycling plant, the plastic is actually, you'll see it's sorted and then it's ground up. It's smashed into flakes um, and it's it's broken down. That will then be reused. Excuse me, because I'm using reused again, but will then be utilized in future products. So if you look at plastics, plastic comes in pellets and the pellets are then melted down and formed into a product in the most simplistic sense. So recycled plastics, they'll take those water bottles and bottle caps and whatever goes in the recycling stream, break it up, grind it up, and then they'll sell those ground up flakes to product manufacturers and they'll use a balance. Usually it's a it's a percentage of recycled content versus, they call it virgin content, which is new material. So that's recycling versus reusable. We're still talking about recycling. So what does cleaner recycling look like? I think part of it is, I mean, maybe it's a massive infrastructure thing that's not realistic, but we can consider going back to a single stream system where it's not a, let me make sure I'm using the right term. My friends, we're on a journey together, right? I'm not some like PhD professor that that has studied all this from an academic perspective. Um, when I say single stream, I think single stream is one stream, which is just throw it all together and multi-stream was having all the different, yeah. So single stream was placing in one bin multi-stream. So going back to multi-stream, could be an option. But what are other cleaner recycling methods? One thing to point out about recycling, um, while I sort of ponder what I'm going to say for this part, because cleaner recycling, I think it's a big question. If any of you guys have ideas or businesses that are focused on cleaner recycling, please reach out. Mike M at contemplapackaging.com. I would love to highlight what you're doing and bring some attention to it because I feel like it's much needed, and I think it's a beautiful thing that you're working on, whoever you are. So recycling, what is recyclable? This is, um, what does it mean by recyclable? I want to just talk about th- that for a moment. There's your blue bin, your blue bins that are picked up by um, municipal waste operations, we'll call them, and um, and those are recyclable in your blue bin in the existing recycling stream that they have set up. But if you talk to someone very um, very formal about these type of topics, they'll say anything is recyclable. And there was an example of, I saw some, there was like some uh, athletic sneakers that were made from recycled pieces of chewing gum. So from that perspective, it's kind of gross, but it's kind of kind of interesting and pretty creative. So from that perspective, they were able to take recycled chewing. Oh, chewing gum is recyclable. Is it really recyclable? Yeah. Well, you're taking existing parts and you're turning them into new products. So in that perspective, it's recyclable. But don't kid yourself that you can then throw chewing gum in your blue bin, right? So something can be recyclable from the perspective that yeah, it can be turned into future products. Um, it can be broken down and turned into future products, but that's different from your blue bin. Your I think it would be called your municipal, your municipal recycling um, facility. Okay. So, what does cleaner recycling look like? Part of it 
I think the future of cleaner recycling are consumers doing their part. And a lot of people actually don't like that answer. Um, I personally am a person where I think, I think everyone has a part in this. I think consumers have a part and I think businesses have a part. And I think government will have a part as well in terms of investing in infrastructure to at least accelerate some of this, whether it's infrastructure or tax credits to get people to invest in these things. Because as we talked about in the last episode, recycling, I believe is, I believe those businesses are, are struggling. They need to be able to process material and then sell it on the other side at a profit. Um, I don't totally know that to be the case, but I remember hearing that maybe that's a limited sample size, but I do remember hearing that. So what does a consumer do for cleaner recycling? Well, part of it is education, right? Part of it is education. And you see these things, how to recycle, which, um, how number two recycle.info. And it gets into trying to explain to people what they should do with products. And they have all sorts of brands on board. But to me personally, I still find it confusing. I'm very well versed in this stuff. And I don't know, maybe it's just that icons, it's not on all products, which will come with time, or it's very small and sort of hard to read sometimes. Um, but I'm being critical, and I shouldn't be. This is an example where it's not really too small, This um, these disinfectant wipes. Empty before recycling, plastic canister, howtorecycle.com. So if I were to take these hand sanitizer wipes and not empty them out and just um, and just throw them with the sanitizer, that would be a great amount of contamination. So even these basics, I think this how to recycle thing is a, is a very positive step um, and that they're doing a good job. I don't want to say that they're not doing a good job. I think it's a, it's a positive thing. But even the basics, like do you have to rinse your products out before you recycle them? I think that I'm coming back to single stream. I think single stream had a unanticipated cost, which was people became very sloppy. And I'll even put myself in that group. I mean, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should pretend like I have a halo around my head and I've done no wrong to this planet, ladies and gentlemen. But um, I can reflect honestly and say sometimes I just, you know, it's like I just throw stuff in the bin and do I really thoroughly clean everything? Um I should probably stop. <laughs> so, uh, do I really thoroughly clean everything? Do I? I didn't. I frankly didn't even know that. You know, when when my Lysol wipes are done, yeah, I'll pr- I probably won't throw it in the recycle bin with wipes still in it. I don't think I would do that. But would I rinse it out? Is it okay to have whatever alcohol or essential oil substance in the bottom of it? So I think that's that's one simple example, but. Like, what do you do with products when you're done using them? I have a highlighter on my desk. Is is this highlighter recyclable? I mean, I'm, I'm saying when all the ink is gone, I would imagine it's not, right? But it has a plastic outside, and many people may think it's recyclable. So um, is there a future for the highlighter company to create a version where the inner component can be pulled out, and then you can recycle the actual... Recycle or reuse the actual highlighter. Okay, maybe that's a genius business idea that I just shared on the Sustainable Packaging Show. So, what is actually recyclable? I think a lot of us, there's a term even wish cycling, but 
maybe you guys have heard that where it's like, you know, I want to believe this is good for the environment, so I'm just going to throw it in the bin. You're actually wreaking havoc in the recycling centers. And maybe there's beyond wish cycling, which is just, I don't even know what the word is, lazy, but it's such a negative word, but we'll say just being lazy. Lazy recycling, you're just throwing stuff in the bin, not really caring whether or not it's, have you done the proper steps of cleaning the package? Have you done the proper steps of removing the the cap from the bottle? And I mean, I don't blame anyone either. It's confusing. It really is confusing. We come across hundreds of different products that, I mean, let alone when, as we start to introduce more sustainable materials to the world, I mean, do I recycle this or do I not recycle this? Like that's, you know, oh, this is made of some bioresin. And do I put this in the recycling bin? It looks like plastic. It feels like plastic. It performs like plastic. Do I throw it in the blue bin? Hmm. Well, the answer most likely is no. The answer most likely is no. So that's the consumer side of things. And and I'll point out one thing just to throw it in there. And then we'll go to the business side of things or the municipal facility side of things. How do we get cleaner recycling? I think a lot of it is is the consumer. Number seven, plastics. So you see, you've got the chasing arrows on all recycled products or most recycled products. And the chasing arrows have a number. The number inside generally relates to a certain plastic. Number one is PET. Number four, number five, they're different, you know, PE, um, PVC, which is not recyclable. Um, so each plastic will have a different number on the inside. Number seven is other. So this is where there's certain biopolymers that will put number seven recycled with the chasing arrows on them because it's an other plastic. It's other. It's classified as other. So the average consumer sees that. Average consumer being myself before six months someone told me about this. And you look and you see the number seven and you go, oh, this is awesome. It's recyclable. You throw it in the blue bin. In a lot of cases, it's not recyclable. That So it's technically recyclable like the chewing gum sneakers are recyclable, right? Chewing gum is recyclable to make sneakers. So if there's a dedicated stream, it is recyclable. But a lot of these places, when you dump it in the blue bin, it's basically going into a massive facility that's going to then sort and bundle these plastics together. And... Best case scenario, it gets sorted out and it goes into the landfill, right? That's sort of the best case. Or maybe someday it could be sorted out and brought to an industrial composting facility. I can almost promise you that's not happening. So best case, it gets sorted out and goes into the landfill. Worst case, it doesn't get sorted out. It gets grouped in with traditional plastics and then it gets ground down into traditional plastics. And now the manufacturer who bought those plastics to turn them into new products, I hope you're following me, is saying, this is this is garbage. This is low quality. This is contaminated. And whether they return that plastic or what happens, but I, I, I can't imagine that being a good scenario. So that's the consumer side. Consumer's responsibility of cleaning things up. Businesses, I think it's the business's responsibility. Again, some people will disagree, but some people will disagree with anything, ladies and gentlemen, that you say in life. So there's... Not everyone, but some percentage of people. I think consumers have a responsibility. I think businesses have a responsibility to clearly communicate what they believe the consumer should do with the packaging. I believe that 
comes to packaging companies. I believe that is on the businesses to make sure that when you launch a product, you're being clear, which is why How to Recycle is doing a good job. I think they could do better. I think there's things they could do that are better. Maybe I should stop complaining and start doing something, right? So maybe it's a good example. So I'm not throwing stones at them because they've made great progress um, and they've done something good. But what more can we do? How can we more clearly tell consumers what they should do with the product? I believe that's the responsibility of the business. And the business has to make a good choice with their packaging. Um, and then they have to clearly tell the consumer what to do. I'm not a huge fan. And maybe, frankly, at Contempo, we've sold products like this because, you know, this is a new thought. But I think there's a consequence if you sell a number seven plastic and just put the chasing arrows on it and kind of lift your hands up and plead ignorance. What you're essentially doing is misleading a lot of consumers in today's world. I hope that through this podcast and other great initiatives that are far more established than what we're doing here today, maybe, hopefully, we'll become as established or, or the greatest resource, right, if we put time and effort into this. But through education, we can inform consumers that when you see number seven in the chasing arrows, don't just throw it in the bin blindly. You've got to think it through a little bit further to make sure it's actually sustainable. Sustainable. That's the blanket. I just did it. I just did the blanket term. Blanket sustainable. So it's actually recyclable. Sort of a pet peeve. It's like we, we use the word sustainable, eco-friendly to kind of just let ourselves off the hook. It basically means I want it to be eco, but I don't really know how, so I'm just going to say sustainable or eco-friendly. I want to get away from that because I don't think it I don't think it helps. So where will we get the consumer side, the businesses making wise decisions and messaging to your consumers what you want them to do? I think this like pointing fingers thing is not good in life. Don't point fingers. Try not to. I do it sometimes, but try not to. The consumer points their finger at the businesses and says, business, you need to do more sustainable packaging and you need to tell me how to dispose of the packaging. The business says, I'm doing a great job. My packaging is sustainable. My packaging is eco-friendly, using those vague terms on purpose. I'm doing my job. You consumers aren't doing the right thing. And it's finger pointing back and forth. You know from your personal life where that leads you. It leads you nowhere very quickly. So my perspective, consumers, you need to learn. You need to learn and educate yourselves and, and have a passion to do better and be more mindful Speaking to myself here, ladies and gentlemen, and all of you. Businesses, you equally, 50-50 partners in this, you equally need to make wise options with your packaging and you need to message clearly to consumers what you want them to do. It's a 50-50 partnership, ladies and gentlemen. And that's, that's the bottom line, as I see it. Both parties need to see themselves as responsible. Now, you could say, at the end of the day, businesses are more responsible. But that's going to, ultimately, that type of thinking lets consumers off the hook and lets us as consumers be sloppy and make poor decisions and just say, well, I'm only doing this because the businesses didn't do a good job. We're hurting our planet, ladies and gentlemen. That thinking is just hurting the planet. That thinking is leading to more horror stories, 
of your children swimming in the ocean and being covered in plastic, okay? So if maybe you were right in your own eyes that the businesses should have done more, but the consequence is still there. So both parties have their part, um, and please do your part. And then the third part are government um, government funding Two recycling centers, two industrial composting centers. We can go there in the next episode because, frankly, it's an area that I don't really know. Do governments fund this type of stuff? Is it the responsibility of the recycling systems to improve their infrastructure? Um, how would you go about doing that? So that is going to be the next episode. We can talk about that. And... Um, but I almost want to leave them out of it. I hate to, <laughs> I hate to say it, but but to, I, I don't even want to say it. Let's just say, fifty percent consumer, fifty percent business, and what if if the government can get involved in improving infrastructure, and if these recycling centers can improve their infrastructure, and they are. I shouldn't I shouldn't say it like that because I'm saying it almost negatively, like it's never going to happen. But that stuff. At least to me. Maybe here's the bottom line. I want to look at what I can do. What I, Michael Markarian, at Contempo, can do. I encourage you all to take the same perspective. What can we do given let's maximize and let's exhaust every option that we have right now to make the changes. And that's at the business level. Businesses making wise decisions. Brands making wise decisions in packaging companies. We'll say that's the corporate business level. And then the other is the consumer level. What can you do as an individual consumer? And then if infrastructure can improve, that's obviously going to be very helpful. If industrial composting comes to every U.S. city and there's curbside industrial composting like it, it is in certain cities, that's obviously going to help. But in the meantime, I'm not going to sit here powerless and you're not going to sit here powerless saying we can't do anything. There's nothing we can do. You know, that that's not good. We don't want to do that. There's a lot we can do. We can do 80% of it, and let's wait for the other 20% to come into play. And newsflash, that sounded a little obnoxious, not newsflash, but I've come to learn, much better way of saying it, um, <laughs> I've come to learn that it's an obvious point, but look at a place like India, which has got garbage all over the place it's heartbreaking to see certain images and that's certain images you know what i mean it's probably highlighting the worst areas but certain images there's garbage all over the place don't conclude in your mind that those people are not mindful they just might not have an option so i think it's helpful to make these decisions between businesses and consumers how do we create a system and this is where i'm going to focus actually as i'm talking about this i'm you're coming on this journey with me as i'm trying to figure this out and i'm doing my best to figure it out i think we're making some good progress here together in a place like india t you tell me when curbside composting is coming to every slum it's it's you're you're probably looking way into the future if ever so as a partnership between businesses and consumers, if we can figure this out as independent from what, quote-unquote, others are doing, we're in a better place. And and <laughs> let me leave it there. Let's get into, in the next episode, the facilities, recycling facilities, composting facilities. Who are those third-party facilities that help process this stuff? 
Thank you guys for listening. I know this is not a um, I'm not, this is not academic. It's not coming out of a textbook. I'm I'm bringing you on this journey with me, and I I hope you enjoy the style. I hope you're learning with me. Frankly, I'm learning if no one else is. But I think a lot of people will learn from this, and my hope is that this can be a resource. This can be just even help you think this stuff through as I'm thinking it through. Maybe some of the things that that I'm realizing are are not complete thoughts in my mind. You'll learn them too. And that you'll do great and powerful things with them. If you're looking for sustainable packaging that's actually good for the planet, we have sustainable options for just about every packaging product. Email MikeM at ContevoPackaging.com and let's talk. Have a phenomenal day.